0: This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Okay,
1: Joel. So I know you've been processing pretty heavily now this idea of pitching. Right? And you have a new studio series accelerator coming out called Derail the Pitch, but I just want to ask you point blank, you know, what's the deal? Why are you
0: investing so much in this thought of pitching? Because pitching sucks. But I'm going to put a little asterisk on that. Part of it, of course, is my previous life, right? When I was running a studio and I would pitch regularly and I was determined to figure out how to play this game better. And I feel like I did figure it out to great success. So now when I'm working as a consultant and I have a studio owner. Who says oh yeah we lost this pitch and I asked them a question like well did you remember to do this and did you ask them that and did you do this move and they say oh uh, I forgot or wait what 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 do you mean by my head flies off because the pitch process doesn't have to be abusive we can have a lot more control a lot more influence in the process and it can even become fun so I'm on a mission <laughs> and I said Joel, you got to take all these things that you learned and developed over the years, put it into one place and teach everybody and help everybody. So yes, I'm super freaking excited to get it out there.
1: So just for clarity, right? Because I know that it's been said all over the industry, speakers and studio owners, and maybe even sometimes from us. So just for clarity, because I actually don't know this. You have to tell me the truth. I haven't talked to you much about this process uh, that you've right. been going through is you're not saying don't pitch
0: right i'm saying navigate the pitch process differently than what you've been told or certainly what your human nature will naturally do in that process because pitching is not going away it's a necessary i'm not even going to call it evil it is a necessary and healthy thing in certain aspects of our industry and i think once you Understand it and master a better way to navigate the process. Now, this has nothing to do with the creative. I'm not talking about, hey, Tim, put better fonts in your deck, you know, or put this page first and this page last. It's not that. It's all of the stuff around how you navigate the process unrelated to the creative.
1: Well, I think it's pretty smart. You know, I, Blair and his book, Win Without Pitching, I think is often misheard as don't pitch. Win without pitching, it means don't pitch to many people and knowing Blair, listening to him and his strategies and thoughts, there is a sense of, no, you're winning beyond the pitch in a way. Yeah. And I think what the experience that we actually know from the studio owners that we work with continually and and know what their process is, they've put a lot of work into the pitch process and a lot of work to prep for it. And specifically, I've sat in a room with you and a a business owner who said he pitches all the time. He loves it, no problem. He'll do pitching, you call him, he'll pitch. And I think that's where he wins. Right, He wins beyond the pitch. And then he brings that winning attitude and winning thoughts into the pitch. Is that what you're kind of focusing on here?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I will agree. I love Blair's teachings. He's obviously a leader in the space. I think the title is very spicy and unequivocal, right? Of, uh, of win without pitching. Love that concept. Everybody in our industry who hears that says yes. But then there's a reality. You talk to buyers and they'll say, Hey, there's actually a reason, a good business reason why we ask our agencies, studios, vendors to pitch. And to your point, yes, it's saying there's a way to go through the process where it's not just I'm going to say like a classic abusive uh pitch in in putting I'm putting it in air quotes right now. So yes, there's there's something beyond the pitch. And here's here's something I want to read to you because I just posted this uh last night on LinkedIn when I was walking home from the cohort dinner <laughs> that we had here in New York. I was walking uh, down Park Avenue and I stopped and I wrote this post. You ready for this? Sure. I'm going to say, Tim, I'm going to preface it with Tim, but this is Teddy Wynn listening. You were never going to win. It pains me to tell you the truth, but we only invited your studio into this pitch because we are required to present at least three bids. Sorry, but no matter how great your ideas, yes, they were amazing. You were bound to lose. From the very start, we always had a favorite. We trust them. You, on the other hand, were just the third bid. I wish I could admit this to you, but it's too uncomfortable. I feel bad about it, but don't take it personally. It's just business. I hope you understand. Signed, your dream client.
1: Well, how true is that statement?
0: That's the response I've gotten so far, people chiming in. They're like, I have literally felt this, right? No one could say it to my face, but I have felt this. And this is one of the arguments that I make every time I have a business owner, And I'm working with, and they say, we lost the pitch and I wish we would have put this page in there or the concept number three should have been concept number four. And I say, how do you know that you were ever even in a position to win? How do, how do you know that you weren't just the third bid? And they scratch their heads and they say, oh, I, I don't know. Because if you were always the third bid, why did you go through this process in this way? So my encouragement is Please let me help you and show you, you can find out, you want to know if you're the favorite in a pitch, you want to know if you're the third bid, here's how you find out. It's a process, it works, and it gives you much more power and, and knowledge, decisions, options in the process.
1: I was talking to, um, one of my clients recently, who's a studio out of Los Angeles and, um, Actually, does a lot of television show and television show content, but they still go through a design pitching process. And they recently asked me, hey, how do I how do I know what the client's really asking for before we get started? Because it feels like they're calling me to really find out my advice, because it's what we do for a living. But then when I finally present it to them. They're giving me absolutely different feedback than what I what they engaged me for originally, and I was thinking about that process of well, yeah, isn't that so true? If you haven't had any qualifying conversations, some sense of reality, or even recognize, you know, who's calling you? Was it a line producer down the down the ro- road from the, dis- the original decision maker? Or are you partnering and collaborating with the original decision makers? Those are all ways you can discern where you fall in this pipeline and the kind of decisions you can make while pitching, putting your thoughts out there to see if those work for your clients.
0: The thing you, you, you're you're so right. The trick is this: that if you are the studio, the production company, in that process, you, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be tough, right? You don't you almost don't want to ask those questions because you're afraid. You're afraid if you ask hey are you the decision maker and when they say no or they say something and you can't really read between the lines you think oh no maybe i'm not in the position of power maybe i'm not the favorite maybe we're going to lose and i'd rather not hear that bad news let's just keep going and maybe it will get better and maybe if i put forth a really cool idea and maybe and maybe and maybe this is all coming from a place of fear rather than a place of authority and expertise
1: gosh fear is so mean isn't it our brain wants to run away from things that it doesn't know and sends this chilling thoughts through your head and this fear and sense of, of uh unacceptance or almost in more cruel ways than reality of why you lost. You're telling yourself way more of a story than it is in reality. And so I love this thought process of why couldn't you approach pitching with a critical mind, knowing what the process is, what you're really getting into, what you're actually being asked to do, putting your best foot forward in that situation and sometimes going above and beyond because that's who you are as a studio and that's what you're capable of doing, but not Playing any other game or recognizing it as any other acceptance of being liked or not liked, it is a, a proposition that you're wa- you're agreeing to and you follow through with that proposition
0: in the most clear way. The fear thing does weird things to us, and it even increases the odds we're going to lose as our fear takes advantage of us. If that makes sense, totally. And and I'll say this too, because I got some feedback from an owner. I'm working with and I'm taking him through this derail the pitch process because I built this tool. Tim, you're going to love it because, you know, you love a good spreadsheet. I have this winning, losing calculator, right? Like how many red flags have we gotten in the process? How many green lights have we, have we gotten in this process? And it's this idea of, I know it's almost overanalyzing by creating like a checklist of, did you ask this? Did they say that? Did this happen? Did this... But I want to get people's brains into the space of, you know, as you go through the process, if you're just paying attention, you can notice things. And it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed to lose. But some information is way better than none. And just burying your head in the sand and saying, let's just double down and make our ideas great. And let's keep playing by the rules. And hopefully they will like us.
1: Well, I know you've been talking to specific studio owners out there right now when you're putting the derail the pitch accelerator together are they going to be part of the process are you welcoming others
0: and other thoughts as well yeah i'm bu- i'm i'm going to build uh, an appendix where i've asked each of these leaders hey share your favorite move with us of that has nothing to do with the creative right what's your favorite move during a pitch to strengthen your odds right or or to t- t- tell you no, actually we should, we should bow out. So I I hope to have maybe 10 or a dozen nuggets from some, some big, uh, some big heavy hitters in our industry.
1: Well, if any of that is like the conversation we had in that house in Los Angeles, when we were talking about uh, some of these thoughts originally and the studio owner was sharing with us what his process is like. And again, his attitude and some of this incredible strategy he plays out way before. He's even asked to pitch. It's There are people out there who have realized and embraced the reality that pitching is a necessity for them to continue on with the work that they like to do. And so they decided to not be a victim to it, own it, own their own process and win.
0: And I think even one step beyond that, and this is what I love, right, about our community that we're building, is I think that owner specifically and many others They know, sure, I'm going to put this out there and this is going to maybe help other people compete against me. But I know over the long run, it's going to make our industry stronger because if everyone masters this technique, the clients are almost on notice. Like we can't pull a fast one on these people, right? These creatives are smart. They're shrewd. Damn, they're smart. Damn, they're creative. Wow, they're worth every penny that we pay them. Okay, that's a better world right, that we're going to go make.
1: <laughs> it's for sure the the right place to do it. And by the way, you've totally nailed it because he posted something yesterday that is right along the lines in that same strategy. And if you know who it is and you know what he's doing and you look at this the post he put inside a community and the comments he's already getting, he's... Kind of giving away the farm again. Of hey, this is by the way, this is the way my brain works. You want to see some of it? So uh, that uh, that ability to for iron to sharpen iron in the community and to to grow and to learn and develop and to not hold back. He's very generous with that thought process. So, well, I'm looking forward to this pitch uh, accelerator coming out. I know that it's one of the things that really uh, business owners have to n- navigate constantly. And they are asking us all over the world, by the way, I think whenever we go to the conferences in other countries, they ask us more often than not because they feel like they have to pitch to get into a bigger market price. So it's a reality for business owners. I'm glad you're embracing
0: this. Oh, yeah. Last night was Moldova, Uruguay, Argentina, and Brooklyn all debating this. And it's like we were all asking the same questions. Oh, right. And having the same reactions to, I didn't think about that. I didn't realize I could navigate the process that way. That's really smart. So, yeah, I'm excited because I know this is the kind of thing that if you apply it, even if you just go from maybe losing two out of three pitches to winning two out of three pitches. I mean, Tim, there's a lot. I mean, those are big stakes. Those are high, high stakes.
1: Yeah, that'd be double your winnings if you were. Yeah. Yeah. I just want people to recognize how getting over a 50% mark absolutely improves their odds. And the score they can keep, it can also be very different. What are they winning the higher price projects as well? Are they winning a lot of lower price projects and never win the high price projects? Because that's where you can make more and not work as hard to uh, achieve those outputs. So. There's a lot to consider when you're in, in this pitch process and winning new clients, new winning new projects.
0: Well, that's why I very much focus on derail the pitch as a process for navigating competitive high ticket pitches because the game changes, right? As that dollar goes up and those risks increase, it's a different game. So yeah, I'm excited to get it out there.
1: Well, listen, if you are a studio owner and you want to know more about Rev community, Go to RevThink.com slash community, and you can be part of the conversation with other studio owners. There are nearly 600 people, 600 business owners in that circle right now of people processing and learning this stuff. And if you want to know more about the studio series accelerators, you can also find that on RevThink.com or join us in community. We talk about it and people are sharing and growing. Um, and that's where the platform, um, that's the platform we use to. the accelerator program so if uh if you're not a member now we'd love to have you be part of it joel thanks for kind of keeping the ball moving down the field on this there's a lot to take on if you're a business owner and every one of the hurdles we can remove in front of these business owners is great thanks tim I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.